This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Hi, and welcome to the Nakuda podcast for Parshas Vayikra. Uh, it also happens to be today uh, Rosh Chodesh Nisan, just a couple weeks ago to go for Pesach, and uh, maybe mention a few things about that as well. Um, this parsha is, of course, the first parsha in the Sefer Vayikra, um, and that uh, Sefer is also called Torah's Kohanim, meaning that it mainly deals with uh, laws, halachas, uh, regarding the Besam Mikdash and the, uh, the Mishkan and the Kohanim. Uh, so one would ask, you know, what's the relevance for the rest of us that are not Kohanim? I mean, Kohanim, you could argue, you know, should learn it uh, as a, a, mo- a means of preparation for their role ultimately uh, in the Bismarck which is to be rebuilt speedily in our days, as they say. Um, but, you know, what's, what's the significance of it for the rest of us? So I think that's an extremely important uh, question to ask. Um, it's a principle from Dal Shem Tov, not from others, that, um, that uh, the Torah is eternal, it's relevant for every generation in all times and all places, uh, for all Jews, and uh, we have to know how to apply it. The other aspect, of course, is that since the Besamekdash uh, is not uh, presently uh, existent in our, you know, in a physical form, um, one would ask, you know, how relevant is it to know all of the specifics of the avoid of the of the Besamekdash for things that are not um, something that we can practice today? So, of course, one answer is that. Everything is based on, I mean, many many laws that we do have that are based on things that were done in the Bismarck and the most obvious one of those is uh, the davening. The, the tefillis is, uh, in a sense, in place of the avoid of the Bismarck which was done every day. There was a korban. The, the, the tefillis, according to one one approach, the the uh, tefillis are were established. Connected the uh, is, is corresponding to the korbanos that were brought every day, and also, of course, on, on the Toivim we have additional uh, tefillas. We have, for example, the korban musaf that we say on Rosh Chodesh and uh, Shabbos and Yom Tif corresponds to the korban musaf, uh, which is which is enumerated, which is you know discussed and explained in the tefillah itself in the Shemot Esrei. So, um, you know that's. Obviously, one is in place of the other, and the other big thing it says is that the um, that just as the mizbeach in the that's the altar in the um, in the besmetrish was mechaper, it was it brought a, a kapora, a, a atonement um, for uh, you know, everyone, both the klali soul as, as a group, as a tzibur, and also for each individual. Uh, yid. So, just as the Mizbeach was, was Mechaper in those days, um, today we have our uh, table, our, our table where we eat. Um, and that means that eating itself is an avoida, just as offering the Kabbanis in those times was an avoida. And we're you know, told that the, uh, uh, especially on Shabbos and Yom Tif, is a, a very big uh, Indian, important. Uh, 
observance to eat meat davka, um, which also has its its reasons, which maybe we'll you know go into a little bit. Anyway, so um, so obviously there are things that are taking place today as uh, our avoid is based on what happened in the Bismarck. Just for example, uh, when the Yidden were exiled to Babylon to Babel after the destruction of the first temple. Um, they were really at loose ends because, you know, what were they going to do uh, without the Bismarck? It was just like, uh, it was nothing. How, what was their connection to Hashem? And that's what we, uh, the obvious thing we have to realize is that the, virtually the entire connection between Kalisol and Hashem um, prior to uh, the first exile was through the Besamekdash. They voted the Besamekdash and the Shalash Regolim and when all the Eden came to Yishalayim to offer the, the sacrifice, that, that also got um, got uh, corrupted uh, after Shlomo Melech when the uh, Yerovim set up the uh, his own so-called Besamekdashes in the Ten Tribes and then that, that uh, split off and that was also a, you know, and start and introduce various forms of avoidazura. So obviously that was not a, you know, <laughs> that was a pretty bad uh, situation. But in, e- in either case, everything was based around, you know, the connection of, of the Yidim with Hashem was based around the avoid of Mishmikdash. So what were they going to do afterwards? So as soon as um, they uh, were exiled, they had to find an alternative uh, way to unite the people in the service of Hashem on a daily basis. And the Anshei Knesset Gedoyla, uh, the great assembly at that time uh, instituted the idea of the tefillah with the siddur tefillah and the neshmal esrei and all these things that weren't uh, necessarily part of the voida before that. So, in other words, what we have today is based on that, and so it, it's certainly worth it to go back to the source and see what was it that you know that 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 uh, all these halachas were placed in a sense or are based on. So that's another aspect. But I want to go to like a deeper, as we try to do here, we try to go to a deeper uh, understanding, a different level of uh, what's really going on. Um, and that is that that the avoida in the Bismigdash was based on a concept, a very, very deep concept of um, connection through the concept of uh, combining and unifying disparate elements, or in fact, all the elements of creation, to bring them all together and then transform them in a way that turns, you know, transforms Gashmias, this physical world, into Ruchnias, the spiritual world, which is basically, you know, the the, the existential. Um, Difference between us and Hashem, in a sense, is the fact. Besides the fact that we're He's the Creator and we're the creations, is the fact that, in terms of you know, on an ongoing basis, Hashem is uh, is at least here, you know, in this world, manifested um, in in Ruchnius. and uh, we are a at least uh, partially uh, a physical entity, you know, and we're and we're our senses are only capable of of uh, Receiving information that is has some kind of a physical representation. What we, you know, what a religious person realizes is that 
there's much more to it than what we see and what we feel with our physical senses. And that, in fact, is the ichor. That's the main thing. And that the fact that it's represented physically is only, um, is, is, in a sense, uh, uh, the way that we are able to relate to it. That's how we can actually sense it and and appreciate its reality and also uh, have an interaction with it is through the physical world. So unlike uh, those religions which uh, promote a connection with the spiritual through through retreating and, and nullifying and retreating from the physical world, but through meditation and through you know various disciplines uh, where they basically try to um, become part of that other uh, that other type of existence. We have a t- totally different approach. I mean, what Hashem has, has uh, given us through the Torah is a way to uh, affect, first of all, to 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 re- you know to connect to that aspect of ourselves, which is spiritual, but then also to take that and transform everything in the world, so that we become the center. We become the the uh, the the pipeline, the sinner, as they say, the the, the conduit through which. The physical and 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 spiritual are connected, and the energy is transferred from one to the other. So, in other words, we have a job to do. Our our idea is not just to uh, transform ourselves into some kind of a spiritual being, uh, ignore or or nullify the physical aspect, you know, to the highest extent possible, until we become such a uh, holy uh, being that we have nothing to do with physical. We're not ascetic. We're not. Um, uh, we're not. Uh, we don't deny the physical. We in, we we rejoice in the physical. We use the physical as being a means of rejoicing. Um, and if we, you know, minimize the physical at certain times through fasting or through uh, even the idea of a pesach itself, the idea of matzah as being a, a very um, uh, almost nothing, you know, in terms of the, the food itself is just the, the most basic you can possibly get, and it's not there to be particularly uh, enjoyable necessarily. It's not something, you know, we have a taiva to eat matzah, maybe there's some people that do, but it's not created for that purpose. It's Rather, it's an idea of, of nullification. But that's still only a, uh, a, um, a temporary thing. The, the, the mitzvah of eating matzah is only on the night of Pesach itself. There's not, you don't even have to eat it the, the whole Pesach. And Pesach itself is only taking up seven days or eight days. It doesn't... Um, uh, it's, it's not intended to be a full-time thing that you do forever. And neither is anything else that we do that, that nullifies the, uh, the physical. There were Sadiq in particular individuals that did uh, minimize the, the, uh, the physical, you know, in, indulgement in physical things. But that was only a very, and then indulging, of course, is never encouraged. But um, because we're, what we're here to do is to show two things. One thing is that the physical is subordinate, this idea of the eker and the tuffle. The, the physical is subordinate to the, to the, to the spiritual. I mean, this world, the creation is subordinate to its creator. And the other thing is that, um, what was the other thing? The other thing is that there is uh, a, a time and a place for you know that, but the, the the ultimate goal is to unify the creation with its creator, which means to use out everything for its spiritual potential and and transform it to the point where the 
creator, the, the spiritual is revealed through his creation, which is the creation has, is itself has a, is this, this dual, uh, uh, character where, <clears throat> which is our whole idea of free choice is the idea of which one we choose to, to connect to. Either you choose it as an end in itself where we get, um, you know, we, we, we get into the physical thing, whatever it is, for its own sake, and we become shubid, we become, become slaves to that, or we see it for its inner light, so to speak, it's the, the force behind it, and then use it for serving Hashem to uh, do His will, to accomplish His will, and through that. Okay, so there's a fascinating uh, passage that we're, that we're um, just learning now, um, and I haven't even finished the whole idea yet, but there's, there's an idea of, um, uh, it's called Mechadish Becholyoim Tumid Masi Breishis, that Hashem renews uh, the creation every moment. I'm learning this in the, in the uh, Leshem, the famous uh, Kabbalist of this uh, previous century. Um, he is explains it in a very unique way, for me anyway, that uh, I think is really, really uh, mind-blowing, as they say. It's, 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 it's a very, 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 it has a tr- tremendous implications. But what is he saying? He's saying this idea that Hashem is constantly recreating creation, so to speak. It's constantly new. And this is also relevant to Pesach because Pesach is his Chodesh, uh, the is based on the idea of Rosh Chodesh, based on, on the idea of, of his Chodesh, everything is, is new, and, and you know, the idea of springtime and, and the idea of, uh, of uh, you know, the Matzah's connection to the Mon and that fell every day. There's all kinds of connections with the idea of, of, of his Chodesh, of, of, of becoming a new entity on, on, through Pesach, basically. Because you know, going back to the source, and and but also the idea of, of the geula of the redemption, which is going to be a totally new thing. So that's it's all connected with with newness. So what is what's what is actually new? So if 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 Hashem has so it, it really what he's dealing with in this, this concept is the whole question of what does it mean. Um, that there's an idea of of things that are. F- uh, foretold and, and intended for the beginning, and yet we still have free choice. This this whole thing of Yidiyah and and uh, and Bechira, that Hashem knows everything in advance, but at the same time, it's our choice, you know, whether to do things or not, so or whether to do right or wrong. So it's an amazing uh, uh, way of, of looking at that because uh, I mean, without going too much into the technicalities of it, basically what comes out is is that Hashem has already created from the very beginning of creation every moment. Through a whole system of the spheres and how there's like a fractal where there, you know, each one is is composed of everything else. So it just becomes like an infinite number of of details of, of specific things within the spheres that themselves are, are entities, but they're only in potential. So the idea is that that you can oh, that that oh, every moment is essentially there from the beginning and exists in the present because it's always in the state of potential but in order to come out in a state of reality to make that thing a reality um it has to be realized through something that we do and we have the choice whether to do that or not whether to you know to to use it for the purpose or not it's going to it's going to that how it comes out or when it comes out is going to be dependent on our own actions so um we have a, a, just like the the idea of the tree that the tree itself everything about the tree is is included within 
the uh, the seed. And today, you know, we talk about uh, the concept of DNA that every, the, everything that's going to come out eventually in the, in the, the human being himself is, is, is coming out and in, in, in is, is, was originally in the DNA and it's only in, in a potential form and it's only going to go out in reality as it as it develops. So the idea is, uh, he even goes so far as to say that the uh, the child is is um, is already exists in potential uh, in the parents, but it doesn't come out uh, in reality. It's not born. There's no capability of being born until there is a uh, actual connection between male and female through marriage and and uh, and you know the whole process there so so the idea is that that even though the potential was there from the beginning if we didn't make the choice to take the actions necessary to bring make take into reality it wouldn't it wouldn't be that way and also there's this idea of the the, of the connection between male and female which he says that the idea of male and female um, is it present in every sphere? Every sphere has every every sphere has a, 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 some of them are, are more to the masculine side, some more to the female side. But they have to be united. And how are they united? It's through a moment of coming together of a, of a, of a unification. Uh, and on, a, on a physical, but also on a spiritual level, which is ma'oire, which which awakens this the conception, which through that then the uh, the child is, is is conceived, and 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 but actually this happens in all aspects of creation, and and even on the level of every moment. And in order to take a moment, was, you can say there are many many stories about people that that we say that they were destined for a certain thing, and this was supposed to happen, but it was being held back by some kind of a blockage. And then they did something, and then that released the potential, and then it came out in, in reality. Some kind of a... Uh, and there are many uh, stories about what kind of things uh, can create that. It could be a blessing of a tzaddik that they really believed in, and, and it was through the koyach of their believing in the tzaddik, you know, and this time is going to be different, that kind of thing, you know, Children were born after many years of of, 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 of childlessness, and, and uh, uh, amazing things ha- have happened in, in terms of you know all the stories about Sadiqim. That's one way. Another thing is Mrs. Nefesh, if this person is willing to sacrifice themselves and go through some kind of suffering or whatever that that uh, you know or self sacrifice in order uh, to make you know something happens as a result of that act of self sacrifice. Many stories now are being told about people that that were willing to endure some kind of of um, uh, ridicule, you know, bizarre, some kind of a, a um, embarrassment, and and didn't respond or whatever, and and they were or they forgave a person for having been embarrassed or something like that, and then that, through that um, very difficult uh, emotional, you know, um, experience, that all of a sudden opened up for something that was previously, you know, unable to open up. All of these things are examples, or, or the idea of going into the basement mixers itself, and, the, and all of the tremendous, you know, the, the, the ceremony that was going on there, how, how impressive it was, and how it, 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 it uh, uh, realized, activated something in the neshama of the person that was previously blocked and unable to come down. All of these ideas are, the, are this concept of a, a unification, a moment of realization, a moment of, of, of a breakthrough, which is able to create, you know, the, the, the pathway for the blessings to come down. So, in, in, in short, 
this whole idea that we have of, of Pesach being the, the, the idea of the Kula is first of all based on the idea of a self-nullification because if a person is doing things for themselves, you know, for, with an inter- ulterior motive that is, is, is based on their own uh, uh, self-consciousness or ego or whatever, they basically are, are uh, putting in, in place a block, a blockage to true unification because unification is with another, you know, with Hashem, with, with, a, with a spouse, with, a, with, with, you know, with the, the community as a whole, with all the different things that we unite ourselves with is based on our ability to see that our existence is dependent on others and having relationship with others and, and coming together with others and that we are not a separate entity. Whereas if we are only for ourselves, then we uh, look at ourselves as being an entity, you know, entity for, for, for itself. So the matzah comes, just like you know, Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron Cohen uh, were, were zoiche, they, they merited to, to get to the, you know, were able to do what they did because they said, we're nothing. Like the man was like something that was under, indescribable, something they had to totally depend on Hashem for. There was no way, you know, of shtadlis of their, you know, their own effort. So in the same sense, if once a person realizes that he's really nothing in terms of there's nothing, he has nothing of his own, and he gives himself totally over to Hashem, so then he is not getting in the way of those of that unification taking place. So the the idea of matzah, of the matzah is being a, a nullification in terms of it, there's no yeshus, there's no he's not puffed up with his own ego. So then he makes it, that's like a preparation to be able to receive this. But then you have to go beyond that because, for example, the, the being oil regal to, to go to the Besamikdash, you know, to celebrate the Shalash Golem, to bring down all these bruches, that was an act. It was an act of some self-sacrifice. It was an act of, it was very joyous, but it was something that took a tremendous amount of effort. It, it took uh, initiative. It took, it took uh, you know, the person had to put himself out for it. So, in, so, so the idea that we're told what went on in the Besamikdash is giving us the information of what the of, of, of what Hashem wants and what the Kohanim were expected to do and what the whole Avoidah was about so that we know that, that it's not just our uh, job to in some way bring down the light into the world, you know, that Hashem wants to bring down through just as he brought down in the Besamikdash uh, when, it, when it existed that uh, lit up the whole world with the presence of Hashem and made Hashem's presence you know, visible in the world. Each individual now during the Gullis is supposed to be doing that you know, as a, as an individual and as you know, different uh, kahilas, uh, the, the uh, um, every every kahil in its uh, in itself is bringing down that light. So so uh, so we we have to know what that light is. You know, what was the avoid of the bismiktish about, so that we can do similar things here. We already alluded to two of them: the idea of tefillah and the idea of of, of the way that we eat. But there's more, also other aspects of the void in, in the Mishmikdash. Once we get a feeling that we are, in a sense, the, 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 the representation of the Mishmikdash and the Kohanim in their time, we are expected to do that today in our own time, in our own, as, as we have to know how that took place there so that we can do a corresponding thing here in our own avoida. So there is a direct... Uh, and we have to, you know, search for these things and learn the, the various forces to bring this out. What was going on in the Besamikdash, and how does it apply to our own lives today in this world, so that we can, in a sense, in a sense be the, you know, the 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 mamleches uh, koyhanim and the goy kudush that we were intended to be from to begin with, and that's that, and that is certainly going to be the role of each one of us in the world to come. You know, after Mashiach comes, and, and every every yid is going to become a coin uh, vis-a-vis the, the goyim. They're going to depend on on us for their elevation. 
So, uh, in a nutshell, that's uh, that's kind of the idea that I wanted to get across. Uh, also, the relationship again to to Pesach and uh, how it all comes together. So, hopefully, through the coming Parsias, we'll uh, unfold this idea um, in more specifics, and uh, we'll get you know it'll be a, continu- a continuous inspiration. So, I want to wish everybody a. Um, uh, in Chodesh, uh, you know, an inspiring Rosh Chodesh, and uh, the next couple of weeks till Pesach is kind of a, you know, kind of a, what do they call a marathon? Um, but business Hashem, everybody should have, have this should go easily and, and smoothly, you know, uh, as much as it can, and uh, we should be able to exert the, the uh, have the koyach to an energy to um, exert the necessary effort required as a preparation for that to be able to make that a really inspiring and uh, growing experience. Call to.